Hi, it's Abe Bay from the Popcorn for Dinner podcast, and I'm here with Jibs. And we are here to let you know that we are covering Succession. Definitely tune in for our takes. Why should they tune in, Jibs? Because we're talking about rich white people, that's why. And that is always fun. So keep it locked to Popcorn <laughs> for Dinner. See you soon. See you guys. You know what I'm going to do if I re-listen to this episode? I'm going to take a shot every time you say we're cooking or they're cooking something. <laughs> it's, always, it's always cooking. It's always cooking. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. My name is Chinedu, and today we're going to be talking about Ted Lasso. And I have with me two guests a recurring guest and a special guest. So, recurring guest, Ima. Hey, guys. Special guest, Angel. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? We're good, we're good, we're good. It's yeah. a joyful, joyful day. Honestly. It is a joyful, joyful day. It's a joyful, joyful day when you watch Ted Lasso, isn't it? A hundred percent. So let's 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 get right into it. What did you think of this episode? I thought it was really good, man. This is what I come here for. Like this is this is what I'm here for, basically. Like you know, the good football action, the character, the hearts, the emotion, and the comedy. Like yeah, like it was a it was a full meal, full meal, fantastic. <laughs> How about you, Angel? What did you think? I thought it was a really good episode as well. I think it really did what Ted Lasso does great. It gives you tension. And then Ted being Ted, you know, just slides and glides above it. And, you know, you'd never expect it. But, you know, at this point, it's expected that his reaction is always going to be the same to treat things with kindness. Even when, you know, his team doesn't agree with him. And he's like, not to say that I'm right, but like, grow from this. Ted Lasso. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know how Ted never, like, tells anyone off? Do you guys agree that that's worse than getting told off? A hundred percent. When he was doing that, I was just thinking of my dad, man. Like, there's just times that my dad just, I'll do something very stupid. He'll just, he'll just keep looking at me and he won't blink. I'll be like, shout now. In my, <laughs> in my head, I'll just be like, shout now, shout, shout. He, he won't now shout. He'll just be like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. It's like, Jesus I, Christ. Like, no. <laughs> literally my mom used to do the same thing but she just like she just won't say anything and i'm like i'm so much more afraid now because i don't know if this say anything is really she's done with it or she's gonna come back tomorrow with smoke so it's like i just rather you shout at me now you know we're coming back tomorrow with smoke man <laughs> my own is actually my own is actually the complete opposite so i cannot relate to your experiences my dad was a full-on shouter <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> very big shouter he did not waste time to shout so, <laughs> he, he would be farting at the mouth he would be farting at the mouth watching Ted Klasso go about his ways <laughs> he's like what kind of rubbish is this <laughs> bro honestly honestly put that, put that. <laughs> but nah since, since you guys have spoken I've, you've, since we've delved into it let's let's talk about Ted 
rising above Nate and West Ham time and time again. Yeah. No matter Every what time. they do at him. Yeah. Even with the stupid stunts that Nate pulled, like are you that was so embarrassing to watch, first of all. Well, like, that was I was shocking. just like, of course, this is how Nate will go about it. And of course he's gonna fall flat on his face trying to do it, you know. It wouldn't just be Nate if it didn't. And Ted seeing that and still not having like any vitriol for him, like none at all. I'm just like, now wow. <laughs> No, no, like he's the body that says malice in him is just off. Yeah, no, I, I get, I, but <laughs> I think like what I noticed this episode is like, I know it's a cliche, but I feel like the show and now like in this episode, Ted like understood it of like, um, Nate is like just like the opposite of him, like the other side of a coin kind of thing of like, you know, um, he deals with everything in an unhealthy way. And even like outside of that, like even the, I think it hits me when, like, you know, Ted has his Lego of, like, the stadium. And then Nate had his, like, yeah. tactics table and stuff. And I'm like, even the way their houses are set up are kind of similar. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? They're actually, like, opposite. Because, like, Nate knew so much about football but couldn't get a coaching job. He was a kid's man, you know? Ted knew nothing and then got a job. And then, like, Nate was very emotional. Like, he's fully driven by his emotions. He cares very much about what people think about him. You know, even, like, when you think of like that restaurant scene where it was literally just going to that girl Oof. just to be like, I'm a big boy I'm, now. I've blown, you know, like, <laughs> like, don't you realize I've blown? You know what I loved about that scene? Calling him Jason Jelly. I'm going to be. No, literally, Jason I Jelly. literally put that. I wrote that down. I said Jason Jelly. And her boss goes, Yeah, it's Jason Jelly. And she's like, He's like Nathan <laughs> Kelly. He's like, Yeah, Nathan <laughs> Kelly. It's like, nobody still knows who you are, bro. Like, if you keep seeking validation externally, like, it's just going to keep being embarrassing. What, what, what? Like, obviously, that girl remembered him, but she's not going to give him the satisfaction of yeah, being like, word, yeah. Word, word. Honestly, I knew he was cooking poison. Immediately, the fact that he came in with, like, his training gear on, I was like, this guy is cooking poison here. Like, why, why, would, must she, recognize why me. would she come <laughs> said, the full thing? He said, I'm so, I'm so, so busy, you know, work, you know, <laughs> killing me, you know. It's like, He's like, I'm he so was busy, on his yeah. knees. Guy, he was on his <laughs> knees for her to for... ask him. Guy said, oh, He's begging. lunch for my whole team, my whole staff. Oh. It's like... It's like Gara said, oh, the ones, except the ones that eat like cows. No, I mean, they are vegan. I was like, the guy tried everything from, from big boy to cracking joke to the guy. <laughs> what did he try? Oh, like, he stood there God. waiting to be acknowledged. But, like, by anything. Know what? I don't know. She kept looking she at him. Me, she taught me a good lesson. That is how to deal with people when they come with audacity. Literally. So, or when they come, you know, Undeserved audacity. It's just like, are you crazy? Honestly. honestly. Give them zero acknowledgement and let them <laughs> find their way back home honestly yeah but yeah no it was it's uh ted is always always rising above it this match you know what is funny because like during halftime you know when he said he was just gonna be a minute i thought he was gonna go get the flash drive to show them i thought that was going to be the moment where he would actually crack you know try yeah crack but that would like invalidate the whole show yeah it would but i don't know i feel like you could go both ways of like, they, they did a good job putting him in such a space of like, you can be like, okay, this isn't Ted. But like, I think he needed that as well because he was kind of thinking, okay, I'm dealing with this thing. What's the right thing to do? You know, the whole Dr. Jacob thing, looking at the text messages and stuff. But I feel like that was just the final thing of like, yo, you either deal with something healthily or it becomes, you know, shocking. Like, look at that second yeah, half, man. Exactly. Like, the, the red mist hmm. descended on them, like, literally. Like, like, as soon as they lost him, 
lost their keeper. I said, what are we doing here? Really? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Three red cards. Have you ever watched this? Is not how the three red cards before? They got, they got Bro, I said, is this even realistic? <laughs> from this is even real. Like this is crazy. From that first tackle, I was like, you know, you know, it's funny because <laughs> it's all these things that you hear people talk about in football. Like after a match, like oh, they were too fired up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But obviously, in actual football, like it would be close. It'd be like, okay, maybe they were tackling hard or something. But I like, obviously this one, they want you to know that yeah, they were too fired up because yeah, yeah, we're trying to injure, the red cards we're trying to injure them. Like they said, they didn't. <laughs> Care about the goals is about the violence on the field right now. And then the guy in the oh pub that God. said, "We play like Italians, man." <laughs> and I said, "I love it." No, so real though, because if you really think about it, like they play so aggressively, like they. Yeah. That, and that's something I used to hate about Chelsea as well. It's like, why are you trying to injure me on the field? Just play the ball, <laughs> bro. Play the ball. You know what I loved about the match as well when everything was going south and coach was literally coach Beard was literally like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, like I'm Zen, like y'all can do what you want, but (laughs) oh my god, now I'm loving Coach Beard this season, he is killing me at every sentence that he drops. I think, I think what's mad about him, you know, there's that crazy Coach Beard episode that feels like it's from another show, like. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. remember. I think it was this season one or season two. I can't remember. It was probably season two with Jane. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, Jane? they showed his other life. Like yeah. what they actually get like, up to. Like, bro, and he still comes to work like boom. Like I didn't I didn't like that episode because it felt like a different show. But like I feel like the episode worked because now everything he says, I'm like, yeah, this guy's life is nuts. Like, like so when he was talking about going to what was it? Codependency anonymous thing. With the person he's codependent with, I'm like, whoa, bro, whoa, what? you know, <laughs> like his relationship with Jane was enough to let us know that he's not okay. But them actually showing <laughs> us like what they get up to, what he gets up to, and how like they work together, just like, oh, he's also not okay like, at all. I think I think he's just happy being nuts, and that's why when he was like, <laughs> like what was it? it was like Jane's cousin or something is entire Ted was like, yeah, they just leave it, leave it. <laughs> like, like he's like, that's right the right answer, answer. Right answer. like. <laughs> Good segue for um for this question. Do you guys think Ted is a mess or a work in progress? Hmm. <laughs> he's definitely something. I feel like he's a work. Like the end of the episode really showed me that he is a work in progress. Yeah. Like him addressing that directly with Michelle, as hard as that was for him, showed a lot of growth for Ted. Like instead of drinking it away or just you know what it'll be fine. Da 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 da. He's like, no, yeah. it's actually pissing me off. Yeah. Like let me tell her in like my tedest way yeah, possible nah, i think i think you know? that's yeah. like a good example as well of like you know trying to again like trying to deal with self healthily yeah i think he's definitely progressive to be honest i feel like you know controversial i feel like almost everybody's a mess in one way or another anyway like i feel like they're mm. just saying that to kind of i don't know well in the show or in real life what in real life though, almost everybody's a mess to in, some extent yeah okay almost everybody's a mess to some extent it's just that like obviously like some something some more than others and some things more obvious than others um but like yeah. like seeing that honestly like that last scene i was like yeah this is this is like really what we're here for and it's like it's what i said about the show and like, obviously we come for comedy and stuff like that but like it teaches lessons as well that was a really difficult thing to do. And you could tell that Michelle respected it as well. Because I'm pretty sure... Like, see the way she smiled at the end. Yeah, because uh-uh. I'm pretty sure on some level, she too knew what she did was wrong. Like, you know, like, there's a reason oh. why immediately, like, this guy picked up the phone, she grabbed it, and all these things she knew. So it was like hearing him like that, and it was like... And also knowing Ted, like, she knew, like, she'd be able to go 
without addressing it because see how he said like we haven't had a chance to talk about this still because she's like you know it's ted like you know he'll deal with it however he does and he's gonna be fine polite and whatnot so i feel like that was such a proud moment for him and for her like i feel like she's also maybe thinking uh, let me not read too much into that smile but that smile was giving yeah like finally like uh, what are they cooking no, it definitely, it definitely what was giving cooking? though. It was giving that. It was giving that, and yeah, it was giving. What are they cooking? Speaking of cooking, we had like I don't know. They were cooking things. They were cooking. They were cooking all it the relationships. I, I see that Jamie Loki. and Keely moment. Yeah, I, I saw that, mm. and I was like, I saw that, and I was like, hmm. they were even cooking Sam Zone to an extent. When like I know um, Rebecca was asking. Ah, does Sam still do the banter commercial? It's like, oh, he doesn't do them anymore. It's like, oh, so he's not single Rebecca anymore. Rebecca knows so he's like really moved on. She, yeah, so she was like, <laughs> she was like, bro, <laughs> this fortune teller cooked <laughs> something for me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me it's over. Small question, you know, like, <laughs> but do you guys think, do you guys think, um, do you guys think Ted's ex-wife, I would say, regrets leaving him, um, at all or do you just think i don't think she will. she's probably she's probably just happy that he's be- basically like nah, i think i think know, growing into his own yeah I don't, it's hard for me to but i think she doesn't yeah i don't think she regrets it i think she know for me i think is that she knows what she did with um, dr jacob was very like shady like that was our therapist bro yeah honestly like the guy was not do you, Honestly, do you do you think do you think he lashed out because he was always getting thumbs up? I see you at the next session. <laughs> that was definitely a part the of guy, it. The guy that is such a twat. Because girls literally just dropping the same message. Girls like I can't, I can't form any friendship with him. He's the enemy. <laughs> the guy was cooking this thing. And literally, for a while. I'm trying to take his babe. Girls like you know, oh, like normally no. at least you'll be playing. The guy was like, no, I don't want. You know when they say guy code, he even try to help him small. You know when they say guy code of like, oh, you have the friendship with the guy, so you can't do it. The guy was like, I'm not even risking any friendship at yeah. all. As just keeping business straight <laughs> next Wednesday. The guy was even copying and pasting that text because uh uh-uh, no spacing mistake, nothing. <laughs> no, literally. So it's like literally. It's like you automated messages. This guy was on it from automated messages. But to like to your question, Chinedu, like I feel like, you know, she knows what she had or has in a man like Ted. Ted is a unicorn. And I feel like it's part of that knowing him and all of him and how he is that led to the breakdown of their marriage because she's like you're never like upset you're never like this you're never like that like you struggle but like i don't even know if you're struggling right and i feel like even with dr jacob like whatever the fuck that may be she still knows that ted is the better man she just i feel like she just wants to see more from him like it's just like you can't always be ted like even if you're always be like you're going to always be ted like i need to know when you're feeling other things like you know not just doing happy-go-lucky so i feel like she might still be holding out a little hope for them like not completely closing the door because if she really wanted to completely close the door like they would be she she wouldn't even give a fuck about that conversation they just had. yeah yeah no definitely and i think even it took well it didn't take ted saying it but they're gonna raise this child together and i was happy that like he exactly you know came out about it because yeah when you deeper like they're gonna be stuck together for like that is one thing like he literally said we'll share grandkids and it is as deep as that it is as deep as that so when it is as deep as that like you have to you have to you kind of have to force yourself to Mm -hmm. grow Mm -hmm. because you can't carry that resentment and 
someone like Ted that loves his son the way yeah. he does, you know he cannot carry that resentment because that type of resentment can allow you to even maybe even push your child exactly. away. Exactly. Like, and he would never want to risk that. Exactly. He would never want to risk risk that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy that he he took that step this episode. Do you see any redemption for any of the other episode um, relationships. relationships that you guys I feel you guys like mentioned? That so there's there's Jamie. Sam and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's redemption on the horizon for them. Because although Sam might be flirting with this girl, he was ready to die about Rebecca. He was ready to die. So if she says, hey, Sam, I've opened my eyes. Let me, let's see what they say. He's going to be there, that instance moment. She might have to work a little, a little more than she plans. But like, I feel like he's there. But for, you, you don't agree? No, no, no. I'll just, <laughs> I'll say no. Because with Sam. Rebecca is the man's you know wife. I'm saying of like, you know, Sam is a year older now. You know, he could have been, <laughs> could have been on some fantasy type thing last year. Ooh. You never know. But you know, the, the girl he's with too, you know, you know, guys have, you know, guys have phases, sure. You know, maybe. No, that girl, as they say, has the riz. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's got exactly it. She's cooking. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've always maintained I prefer not to speak. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's cooking like that. Yeah, this is a bit making his restaurant dream work while he's doing, he's playing his football mm-hmm. and all these things, you know. She's setting some nice Being effort sweet, on buying him little memorabilia. Yeah. Like, come on. Setting effort on the diam when he Bro. comes back. All these types of things, you know, they count, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they really, really do. So, Rebecca has to, you know, buck up her ideas, you know. Um, screaming. Yeah, she gotta, she gotta come with energy <laughs> to get him back for sure. What about Jamie and Keely? I think, I think that door is closed. Yeah, I think that I door think, is closed. Same. I think Keely is thinking. It about would be a very big tension point because Jamie and Roy are gonna be yeah. close. Exactly. This season. Exactly. And I feel like that scene really showed me that, like, when she was talking to Charlie, like, she really shows that Keely can see Jamie's growth. She's acknowledged it, like. She's like, oh, yeah, he's not really that much of a dick anymore. He's not fucking around anymore, you know. But she's still like, she's, she, it still didn't seem like she was wanting there. She said, you should probably ask Jamie because it's his dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I felt I felt like she was acknowledged. I felt, I felt like a spark in that scene, Shav, like she was thinking about it. But then what I don't like is that this is a pet peeve of mine. It's like she never noticed those things until... One, she was single or someone else showed interest in him. So like to yeah. me, that's already like a red, you know, flag kind of thing. I'm hoping it's just going to build to the point where they'll have a conversation and Jamie will be mature enough to say, look, I'm not here for this kind of thing. Um, but I think it's a very sensitive thing. Um, because yeah. Like I said, you know, like Jamie did the work on his own, which is good. Like he didn't do it thinking, oh, I'm doing this so that Kelly will notice me. But then also, yeah. um, you know, like she's been seeing him pretty much every day. So like, you know, it shouldn't take somebody saying it for you to now acknowledge that. Because everything she was and saying I feel before like was like fact, what it was before, you know? Exactly. And I feel like the fact that she didn't notice it is because she didn't care to notice it. Like... Kelly's mind, in my like, in my opinion, is still all about um, what's his name, Roy. 
because that door is that door is just freshly freshly closed like and it wasn't even closed for a yeah. good reason right yeah so in yeah. her mind it's like they're, they're still going to work it out like what is going to come around which it seems like he might be doing because again it literally makes no sense this breakup makes absolutely no fucking sense and i feel like she wasn't checking for jamie because like that door's been closed like yeah she's like you can grow i'm happy for you but like we've had our time like that was a different me a different you and knew me knew you we can be very good friends like i'm proud of your growth but i don't think she's checking for him romantically anymore fair enough yeah maybe it was just like an epiphany moment yeah really seeing oh wow he's changed like hmm, okay yeah he's he's a decent person now but yeah now i've been a jamie stan this whole season like i feel like he's He's taking a lot of leaps. Um, like at every me. point, he's grown. He's shown growth. Like even the way he handled the Zava situation. Yeah. Like I was expecting way more like resistance from him. Like terrible. Even with him and Roy training, like it's just even him trying to hug Roy. Like yeah. it's just been miles and spades of growth this season. Like damn, go Jamie. Yeah. Roy couldn't even believe it. Man got up by 4 a.m. by himself. Bro, like, he was, was ready, ready to go. He was ready. It's like, we're cooking. <laughs> but yeah, no, like... <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? If I re-listen to this episode, I'm going to take a shot every time you say we're cooking or they're cooking something. <laughs> it's, always, it's always cooking. It's always cooking. That's a fun game. You know what? Next time, next episode, we're going to do that. <laughs> next episode, we're going to do that. We'll bring... We'll br- Actually, I'm staying sober this year. Oh, uh, yes. I'll, take, I'll bring water. Exactly. I'll bring or water. juice. Make it spicy for I'll yourself. Bring you, mm-hmm. bring yeah. You, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesus turned water to wine now. So, fair, fair, you know, fair. he could feel the effects. The spirit of Easter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fair. God. <laughs> Another thing I I I absolutely loved in this episode, the Diamond Dogs are back, guys. Diamond Dogs are back. <laughs> my, oh god. my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That dog. <laughs> I cannot believe Ima just just barked, guys. <laughs> that was. Oh. Please, 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 please. See, even Roy wanted to get in on the action. Get in before it's it's too late. Get in before it's too late. Grab your copy now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I love the Diamond Dogs, man. Like, I feel like Diamond Dogs is probably where I love... The, like that's the best version of Leslie you can ever get. He's always so lost in all the girl talk, all the conversations. But when is the Diamond Dogs? Yeah, he just always has to excuse. He feels at home when he's at the Diamond Dogs, and. You can tell it is Roy's guilty pleasure. Hundred percent. That's his real housewife. Yeah, to like, listen. That's his. <laughs> like love my that's his mess. <laughs> that's his love is blind. Literally. Oh, well, they'll come for you. <laughs> I watch. I, I watch Love, love is Blind, blind and it is a guilty pleasure. Please, hundred percent. Like real. that show is a whole mess. Like in the best reality it TV is way a very possible. Big mess. I haven't watched the new one yet. Sure. I haven't watched the new one yet, but like <laughs> I know they will come for you. Sure. No, why, why is it? Uh-uh. If you if if love is bad, it's not a guilty pleasure. You're not being honest with yourself because that's like you can't say that you're seriously watching it for the love. <laughs> yeah, but and it has so many so many crazy <laughs> people on that. So, but yeah, no, nah, I love the Diamond Dogs, and um, I think. It's is is nice to see that like Roy is becoming he's 
he's still him, but he's like, I don't. He's even like know a bro explain. now, you, like you know, he's still Roy Kent, exactly, but he's Roy Kent the bro. Exactly, exactly. Like with the whole training, Jamie, with the whole Diamond Dogs thing, like. He's just having fun this episode, uh, this season. Well, more fun. He's not having yeah. a lot of fun, but more fun. And on that note, I need to like shout out like Brett Goldstein wrote this episode. I haven't seen him write before, so like yeah, like shout out to him for doing that. And I guess it makes sense that obviously he'll write himself to have fun. But, <laughs> yeah, so so, so yeah. shout out to him. No, this um, was a good episode. He ate that. Yeah, it really was a good episode. And last last episode, Iman predicted West Ham to win. Mm. Unfortunately, he's not a real Richmond fan, guys. Oh no! Please, you have to be realistic. You know what I'm saying? When he when he, they smacked that big sign, be, I said that was an omen. Near the pub. That was an omen, bro. He should not be anywhere near the pub. Iman should uh, not be anywhere. Now they the screamed pub. at that guy. You know how they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we okay, need to so what, what, what was he thinking? Like, okay, the West Ham jersey. At least could it? Like. Wait, black shirt, take it off when they win. Gotcha. <laughs> Just like that, man. Fair Speaking yeah. of, like, I've, I've, this episode made me realize that I kind of dislike West Ham, you know, like in real life. Like, I don't even give them value. Exactly. Well, I don't give them value, but whenever we play them, spoiler alert, listeners, we're all Arsenal fans. Talk about it. The three of us. <laughs> Just got my <laughs> season yeah. jersey because, you know, it is. By the grace of God, Arsenal don't bottle. Hey. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> Ima's hands enough, guys. Ima's hands enough. <laughs> but no, like, I, I get what you mean with West Ham. I think I thought yeah, about it last even, time. Like, sometimes... I don't know if you watch... I don't know if you guys watch White Lotus, but even the West Ham fan in the last season was a nut job. Um, <laughs> so... He said this is just the quality they have. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think for me, it's not even like the fans. Like, it's more like the club and sometimes the players. Like, last season, I got it when I used to... T- I think I used to tell you of like, these guys are feeling too big for their boots kind of thing. Of like, at the way they're moving, doing big boy. No, because they've broken half like, table now. They think they're on top of the world. Like, hey. <laughs> so it was like... So that last season, it was like, oh, boy, I don't, I don't know. But, but fair, fair. Um, there was a guy on that West Ham team that I was like, <laughs> this show is a bit funny. Like, everything is realistic in the football, but there was a guy that I was like... He looked like Bowen. Play, what? For, play there for was West one Ham, guy that looked like Bowen. There was one guy that looked like Bowen as no, well. No, there was a guy that was like... I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke, but he was like a bit overweight. And it's like, yeah. bro, there's no way this guy's going to play prep. <laughs> you know they won't, they won't allow it <laughs> like because I think I think it was one of the guys that um, I think when Isaac got a red card that that was the guy smashed or something I saw the guy on the yeah. floor I was like wait who is that <laughs> I, was like, I need to go rewatch and see that <laughs> I was like who is that because honestly for a second I thought it was a fan but I was like ah, fair enough sure. actor is actor so <laughs> you can't you can't hold them too high no but speaking of that win right and relationships like, I was so proud of the way Rebecca handled that with Rupert. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. with her knowing the whole situation with Bex and everything. Bex is also a real one. Yeah. For that old man, let's yeah. go to sleep. Like, mm, mm, mm. Hit him right in the heart. I love that. I love ooh, that line. Ooh, 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 Love that line. But you see him, 
no growth yeah. reverting to his ways but Re- Rebecca I wish she would have been so pissed off so upset so like she would have literally wanted to burn the team like you know for losing this match she's just like you know well we move yeah it is what it is like and you know me I think Ted is having like an effect on everyone mm-hmm. definitely um, people are starting to rise above across board like everyone he comes like he's teaching everyone just to it's not obviously it's easy to act like to act on your impulse to be angry but sometimes like Mm -hmm. you know like you you kind of need to just like weigh up the options and rise above Mm -hmm. so yeah now she like you said um angel she i was really proud of her for that moment and Mm -hmm. even like she could have she could have been what's the word i'm looking for she could have been very like um she could have been vile very malicious yeah and just you know turn that thing that she saw Mm -hmm. into something else yeah yeah exactly but you know she's not even going to she's not even going to take it like she just told him and like that's it like it's not gonna be like whatever he does with it that's his business but she has done her part i think it's deep it's deep for her because the first thing as well she said was your daughter deserves exactly like rebecca's struggling with wanting to be a mother Mm -hmm. and feeling like she's aging out of it and it's like Yo, you've actually been lucky to have a kid. Something I'll keep something that we couldn't have together. Yeah. Like you know, that was a yeah. contention point. And like, look, now this you have that, and this is what like, you're doing. Like you're just gonna so be it's just like you never stop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of Rupert's lack lack of growth, we saw Nate try to apologize two times on the episode. I what said, you, guys you know what about? that made me realize. He does not hate Ted. You know, I thought Nate hated Ted because Ted was just overwhelmingly, you know, Ted. And he's like, how can he be getting all these mm-hmm. things and doing all this? Like, he wanted Ted's acknowledgement, respect, which he already had. But, you know, to some extent, when he was still in Richmond, he really felt like, you know, Ted was still slighting him with things that was that. that but let me even get into that. And to see him now, like, even after hiding in the elevator, trying to melt into it, then, you know, trying to speak <laughs> up and then at the end, wanting to give him the handshake. <laughs> Like, he's trying. Do you guys think he was facing the corner in the <laughs> elevator on purpose? Yep. Yeah, no. He the was trying to they him. <laughs> So that, like, oh, Ted would just walk out. Exactly. You know that he's still eventually. there. I'm sorry, but I don't Like, and that just goes to show well, how much of a presence he doesn't no shame, have. But man. Ted still notices him. <laughs> Ted still notices him. I can't say I would have. I can't. I think, I think, I think Nate is just... He's like he's like a petulant child. Yeah. Like, you know, he just wanted that attention. He wanted everything. Like he kicked up all this fuss. You know, it's it's like when we were kids as well. Like sometimes, yes, you're upset as this thing, you cry, you complain, but then later at least Misha, sometimes I'll be like, Okay, I actually kinda of overdid that mm-hmm. one. Can't go back now, you know, that kind of thing. So like Nate is doing that as an adult. And like I feel like um Ted is like Ted kind of gets it. But like, yeah, I don't know. Nate is going too far because he just kind of, he just kind of has that. Um, I guess it's an inferiority complex. He just Deep. wants someone to acknowledge him, and he's like, I can't do anything to lose Rupert doing that to mm-hmm. me. And Rupert is so manipulative, so good at it. I feel like it was definitely intentional that every point that he tried to, you know, make a step towards growth, it was Rupert like cock blocking him. Yes. Yeah, yes. and then also like yes. Rupert doing subtle things of like you know when Nate is uptight, he'll say, "Oh, you can call me Rupert," and this thing. But then when Nate tries to relax and it's like we're friends, it's like, "No, nah, I need to put him back in his box." Like we're not that close, Maynard. You know, 
you know, it's like his Mr. Maynard kind of thing. So it's like, it's, it, it's kind of like an abusive relationship of like, he's, what's the term again? It's needling him. Like basically like just, um, like Stockholm syndrome. Drip feeding him is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just drip feeding him. Like he has a little bit of attention and then he keeps you interested and then you push him away again. Um, yeah. So it's like fascinating on that point of view. Um, and it's like, okay, what's it going to take for Nate to break out of it kind of thing? Ted. Um, it's going to yeah. take Ted. Yeah, I think that would be good. I think I think we eventually get a scene when Nate just breaks down crying. Yeah, goes to Ted and says, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, honestly, yeah. I mean all that. <laughs> yeah, and then Ted just hugs him. Like, um, you know the scene <laughs> of, from um, Last Airbender when Zuko starts complaining <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then Ira just hugs him. I feel like that's yeah, exactly. And no, literally, that's a perfect descriptor. Right now, Nathan is Zuko, just lost in the wild, doing what he thinks is best to <laughs> get ahead. <laughs> I just takes that kind compassion, that love to really break him out of like, no, babes, you don't need all this hate. Yeah. You don't need to be pushing this yeah. agenda. Just be you. Yeah, we we're looking forward to Nate's growth and hopefully, hopefully, well, with this episode, I this think this week is strong. Though. I'm not too. So. I still pray for his downfall. Mm-mm-mm. I'm screaming. I'm not dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm screaming. I'm screaming. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind more facing the corner elevator scenes. Uh, you know. No, like obviously they need. We need to enjoy him squirming. Yeah. Before we get to like, you know, it shouldn't just exactly. Be like, oh, it can't be smooth sailing because how that's how it will be. I need him to suffer small. You know, some humiliation, a fall from grace at West Ham. You know. Yeah, I still don't get why they call Nate the Wonder Kid. He said he wanted Wonder King. Bro, bro, that's I bone. swear Nate is old. He look at his hair. <laughs> Stress has turned him grey, and that's what they are calling the Wonder King. Wonder I'm Kid, like, you know. I'm like, what, what, what? What is man this? is he's moonlighting as a god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to ask you guys. You know that. This is this is going off topic a bit, but one of my best parts of the episode was like Nate so um not Nate sorry uh, his name is in my head Ted talking to Sassy at the start of yeah. the episode mm. yeah and it was like no when he was like twenty talking about twenty eleven movies I was like ah, twenty eleven was really a moment in time so no strings attached and friends with benefits came out the same back year. to back bro. Rom-com was in its bag. Back to back. Like, what was the universe cooking? It was like, forget relationships this year. It's all about the friends (laughs) with Benny. That was when rom-com was rom-com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the year. The 2010s, 2011. Oof. A good good time. A rom-comedy. Wait, did it? When did Crazy Stupid Love come out? I want to say like 2012. 2011 Or 2011. Yeah. I think it was 2011 as well. Or 2010. Proposal came out in 2010. Yeah, that's... Like that's Movies that's what I remember. Top man, that was probably that Crazy Stupid Love is probably my favorite like rom com rom com ever. Mine is yeah. the proposal. Oof, I, I yeah, I love that one. Ryan Reynolds, oh, uh, Sandra oh yeah, 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 they yeah, can yeah, never yeah, do yeah. wrong. Oh god, they deserve crowns for that performance. They really do. But then also in that conversation, <laughs> they talked about Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was actually gonna ask you guys. um which is a good, it's a good way to end the episode because again, again, we have time constraints. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, producer, will come and kill us. <laughs> but what are your Uber ratings? Anything below 4.5 and we're not having it. Who's we? 
<laughs> okay, true. I'm checking my own. Me, no, as in okay, me trying four, to check right now. 4.81. 4.81. What you do? Are you giving the are you giving them the rides yourself like Ted or <laughs> you know, it's just like just like you know, what are you guys doing? How's your day? You know, what go on? What no, what are you guys doing? I'm quite how like, many trips have you taken, please? One seventy-five. How do you say how many trips? Because I use Lyft I mostly, you... so I can just say this on my profile. Oh, fair enough. Well, I can't fair say enough. It on the Apple. Mine is mine is four point seven. Oh, that's not bad. How's your own four point seven? This guy's giving you dust, man. The last time I talked <laughs> to him it was three. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to that driver <laughs> see 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 wait see the thing is the reasons i can't explain it on air but those that know know <laughs> my man i will be waiting off air for this explanation my man was on three please ask me whether i'm still in uber driver's spare tire <laughs> <laughs> no nah, but i'll i'll let Banky is gonna Banky is gonna kill us. He's going to bleep this part out. So what I'm gonna say is basically a f- Jesus. <laughs> but that's a great way to round up the episode, guys. Yes. Um thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. So yeah, thank you to our listeners. Um thanks, Ima and Angel. Thank you guys. Because I was going to sign this out because I really loved it. When Zava was like, um, passion is what you use to describe love. Ooh. It's also <laughs> how you describe crimes. And sometimes a fruit. I leave you all with that. <laughs> Wise words from Zava. <laughs>